right. What movie features Colin Firth as the sh- yeah? Blah, 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 blah. Let's can we can we retake that one, please, and delete that. Uh, it's the movie toasty show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Movie toast. Hey, folks! Welcome to episode 126 of Movie Toast News and Reviews. Boy, Adam, we got an interesting grab bag of flicks this week, don't we? You could say that. You could definitely say that, Dennis. Big old bag of bread. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna feed it to the we're gonna feed it to the ducks this week, Dennis. Yeah. And by feed it to the ducks, we're gonna we're gonna give it all to the toasties out there. You're the you're the ducks. Don't worry, you're all the ducks. Yes. <laughs> we we should just become like we should re- rebrand the show. Uh, What's up, the Duck East? Boys? <laughs> Your fine feathered friends. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's something in there. You, you let us know. Feathered film fellas. Feathered film fellas. <laughs> Fouled films. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, that, that, there, there we go. There we yeah. go. Like, like, like this film was foul. Um, and then what? What we could say if it was good? Uh, I give that five quacks. <laughs> That's a five quacker right there. Um, <laughs> I like that man. I really <laughs> watch out, folks. When movie toast dies, <laughs> uh, look, look. What is it? Feather boys? No. What's uh, film feathered fellows? I don't know. Film, Something film. dumb like that. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's not what you're getting yet, folks. Don't get too excited. We're still movie toast. Calm down. Calm down. Um, yeah, we got a we like I said, we got a we got a nice spread of films. Uh, the old and the new. The and a lot, a lot in between, in some foreshadowing yeah. maybe of other films to come. Oh. Kind of, we had some fun. What? We had some fun, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll have a good fun time on this episode, Dennis. One hundred and twenty-six, almost at one thirty. As if that means anything. Just means we got to keep chugging along to get to two hundred, and I can't we'll wait. That's right, sir. Oh no, it's and yeah. the funny thing is, we're just gonna blink and we're gonna be there. I know it's just it's gonna fly by. Before we fly I too fast. Um, I I was I was curious. Hey, Adam, uh, you got some polls there? No. Shit. I can't. No. I, I guess <laughs> only if we only only we. I don't know why I can't speak right now. Only if we get that sweet theme song first. Polls. good stuff yeah all right dennis uh let's see up first i I got something a little different as you know and uh, if any of you fine folks are in uh like los angeles or regions like los angeles big cities uh films are always tested before they're released because they want to know what they can improve or what they can cut or if they're going to go back and add stuff uh and uh recently um there's been a uh, over at the uh, George Romero uh, Institute, I don't know if it's the institute. So some some company uh, that works with the George Romero uh, family uh, had dug up some uh, early uh, 
test review uh, questions from the uh, Dawn of the Dead oh, yeah. uh, test screening. So I, I want to run through that with you, if that's cool. Nice. Something yeah, a little yeah, yeah. different. Yeah. So uh, it's a little different from what we've seen, but uh, how would you rate this film? Uh, there's excellent, good, fair, poor, and uh, no rating. 35 excellent, 43 good, 14 fair, 7 poor, and 1% no, no uh, rating. Uh, did you like the title? 83% say yes, 11 no, 6% no response. Did you find the film to be hmm. 51% say too long, th- uh, 1% says too short, 4% say just right, now, and 3% says no response? Dawn of the Dead, we're talking about the, uh, is, is this the one where they're down in the bunker? They're living in the uh, uh, the, the bomb shelter no, thing? Uh, I, I believe we're talking the original Dawn of the Dead. The, oh, yeah, the so, first in the, in the mall. Yeah. No, in the mall, right? Wait, that's in the, oh, my gosh. I'm getting so confused. No, no, no. No, I, I, is, is it? God it's damn it. A, I, I was. Man, I so was, many zombies. You, <laughs> you think that I'd have the answer for this one, Dennis. Uh, that's why we got Google here, man. We got. Uh, we got good old. Uh, yeah, I know. The, 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 uh, I'm, I'm talking the, uh, the 78, the, the original. Uh, zombies uh the 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 yeah i believe it was yeah it was it was a mall back then i think right no radio station employees uh yeah wow yeah yeah yeah. This yeah. Is, okay okay yeah. it's just been you know what it's just been so long <laughs> my guess, it's my been a while for me too man um let's see uh what motion picture code would you give this film 18 percent said x that sounds wow. saucy 56 percent said r 8% said PG, 1% said uh, G, and uh, ah. 7% had no response. So you had one Did you see that Dawn the of the Dead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's turn uh, it did, to G. Did you... <laughs> uh, my kids don't even need me to go see it. They'll just walk in and watch those zombies eat people. Oh, uh, right. yeah. I don't know. They'll love it. Well, now, I can oh, understand boy. the PG rating in that there was no... There, obviously, there's no PG-13 yet in 78, but it, the sure. distinction, I guess, in that, oh, it's just like, it's like fantasy violence um, for the most part. Um, mm. But yeah, no, that's 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 brutal. Well, the X well, rating is a little, that's, a little far. Yeah. But I mean, you got to think this is 78, and they, I believe they hadn't even seen zombies before and had something like this. Yeah, so. Night of Living Day. Uh, but but I mean, uh, well, yeah, you're right. So fuck me. Uh, all right. So uh, it's funny that you were just talking about the style of violence, uh, because here, here we have the question about violence. Oh, uh, did you find the violence offensive? Twenty nine percent agreed with that. Oh wow! Fun, forty two percent. Apparently, offensive and offensive fun. And fun 14%. are the two. <laughs> oh wow! So those are the two biggest yeah. factors: Put how offensive together. it is and how fun it is. And those are the biggest <laughs> fucking fractions. That's wonderful. <laughs> and then, fifteen percent again, no response. I, I love how people don't respond to these things. You sat through the whole um, movie. You're, you're you're getting asked all these questions. You're filling out all this paperwork, mm-hmm. and I'm just straight up not going to mark it. Yeah, fuck you. I, 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 I'm sticking it to Romero here. Um, all right. So uh, the, then, did you find the violence necessary to the film's me? Uh, oh my god. Meaning, seventy-seven percent said yes. Eleven said no. Four percent said both yes and no. How do you? What? What, what does that even mean? 
Eight <laughs> percent well, said you no have response. To fight to survive, but you shouldn't be fighting each but... other. <laughs> uh, they'd love The Walking Dead. I bet. Oh my um, god! Yeah. <laughs> All it is is just humans killing each other. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, would you recommend the film to your friends? Seventy uh, percent said yes. Oh, Sixteen yeah. said no. Eleven said maybe to some, and three uh, percent had no response. Um. Okay. Here's a biggie. I think. Would you go see the film again? Forty-four percent said yes. Forty-six said no. Three percent hmm. said maybe. Seven had no response. Uh. And then of course there's like they break it down by uh your uh. Your your race, your ethnicity, uh, your uh, male or female, uh, how old you are, but we don't get to talk about that. But I, I just found yeah. that kind of interesting to go back and the see. The only fact, the one, the one factor that I would be curious about is: does it give the age range of the people? It it does. Three um, percent under eighteen, seventy five percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dennis, this could have been a rated G movie. You're right. It was um, on the table. <laughs> so. Well, Billy, seventy five percent decapitation scene. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I just learned to pope beheading at school today. Uh, I think that's pretty cool, but it scared me a little bit. Um, oh, do you think you're gonna sleep at all this week? Do you do you think you're gonna gonna sleep with the lights off? I know uh, I can't. sneak in my mom and dad's bed. <laughs> I don't know. The zombies might come out of the bathroom and get me. You're absolutely correct. I haven't slept in a month. Next. <laughs> uh, so, of course, 75% were 18 to 25. Okay. 18% uh, sure. were 26, 35. Uh, 35 to 45, 2%. Over 45, uh, 1%. And then yeah. 1% no response. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I I don't know why I, I wanted to read all that, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. But huh. to stay relevant to our previous episode, Dennis, uh, last week I reviewed the uh, Uncharted feature film. And I wanted to know, uh, now that people had a chance to see it, do they think Tom Holland is a good fit for the Nathan Drake character? Mr. Drake? Uh, is, is he a seven, Mr. Drake? Yeah. Okay. 75% say yes and 25 say no. All right. And... Yeah. See, it's pretty heavy one way. So it, it's what's funny is like I see the images of the character from the game, and I look at Tom Holland. I'm like, these are not the same. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these don't so, look yeah. like the same. Oh guys. yeah, but hey, different he, haircut, he different age. Help. Like the guy can own the screen. He's a damn good actor. It's, he's wildly entertaining. Mm -hmm. You know, he can have a oh, fun yeah. adventure on screen. So yeah, and uh, and he's done it since he was a young child. So he, it's not like it's new to him. At Wee least lad. he's always been pretty good. Uh, still a little then uh, <laughs> he really <laughs> is. I mean, he's old enough to be an adult, but still, he's a little guy. Yeah. Um, last week, I also reviewed the uh, Amazon Prime original comedy. Um, uh, I want you back. And I wanted to know who people thought was uh, the funniest actor in the film. Jenny Slate, Charlie Day or Pete Davidson? Hmm. And uh, I was slightly, slightly shocked here. Oh, but... I was going to say, I bet I know who wasn't, who didn't win. I'm sure it wasn't. All right, let's see. Davidson. Okay. <laughs> but right. was it? Yeah, you think? Zero percent went to Jenny Slate. What the I fuck? was beside myself. I was like, how does that happen? She was delightful. She's always She's pretty funny always, in most things. Yeah, I like her. Yeah. God, no. Never, never had an issue with her. 25%, however. Charlie Day? Are you fucking kidding me? Charlie Day. Are you 75 fucking 75% with Pete with... Davidson. Oh, no. Who was barely even in this movie, but it's like, 
I don't get the Pete Davidson. Uh, I don't either. I don't know. I, I, I just think we're don't. just out of the loop. I don't. Yeah, I guess so. Sorry, kids. We're too old for. I, I rewatch for Petey. <laughs> I I I, I rewatched uh, one. Oh shoot! I I just hit my cable here. Sorry if there was a weird interference there. I just rewatched um, Horrible Bosses today, and of course uh, it has Charlie in it. It has uh, Jason Bateman, and it has uh, Jason Sudeikis. And uh, Jason Sudeikis is like the guy who's like the ladies' man. He's having sex left and right, flirting with ladies. And uh, my, my girlfriend was like, I don't get how he's the ladies man in this group. And then she went on to name all these guys who she thought was more suitable to be a ladies man and attractive and this and that. And and, and Pete Davidson was on that. She naming everyone. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? What's wrong with Jason Sudeikis? I don't get it. Yeah. Pete Davidson, really? I mean, he looks like a guy who stepped out of the morgue. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, I I wouldn't be shocked to hear meth stories coming out of his mouth. You know, it's like when you look, oh, you look no. at someone yeah. with that face, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally believe you've done crack. Um, <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'm not like morbidly offended by him, but I'm also just like, I don't get that. I'm, I don't, I'm not. He, he's okay. I don't get I don't see it. Sorry, I mean, I, And here I am. I, <laughs> I, I really like Sudeikis. I feel like the man has never stirred me wrong in any, any role he's been yeah. in. And, uh, Offended me for some reason. I don't know why. It was very weird. <laughs> That's funny. Oh shoot! It's like, well, now I know who your crush is, and, and I'm like, what? No, I right. like the guy. Is a funny fucking guy. He's like, no, you just uh, tell him. It's like, That's right. You watch out for Jason when he's in town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go on that mustache ride of Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, he'll, he'll just sweep sweep me right off my feet. You watch out. <laughs> I won't even know what hit him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, damn it! Now I can't think of his wife's name. Uh, <laughs> Oh no no they're not they're not oh, together anymore. Uh, I don't know. She's I think she's with like fucking some boy bandy guy uh, who's an actor now. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. What happened yeah, to funny? Some uh, British, what happened yeah. to funny? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Apparently, funny doesn't get him that far. I don't know, Dennis. I I I, I am all pulled out of it. I think for the day. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm excited here because uh, we have some trivia, and uh, I, I I am not going first this week. Uh, I lost last week. That you did. That you did. It was. Uh, we are up to twelve to eleven. You're still ahead, but I did did sneak away with the victory uh, last week. Um, whew. I, I I would like to think I could tie it up, but we'll just have to jump in and find out, sir. Um, how about you hit me with an action adventure? Oh, I can do that. Right. Who plays <laughs> Who plays T.E. Lawrence in Lawrence of Arabia? I want to say Arabia. I don't know why. <laughs> I think that's a joke in Friends. Probably. Makes it, yeah, Probably. they're making it. Talking about porn titles. Um, uh, I, I can, Oh, my God. I can see. I see his face. Yeah. I see the fucking cover of the fucking movie. Oh, my. Uh-huh. Peter O'Toole. Yes, sir. Boom. There yes, we go. Sir. Okay. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have got it, but I would have I would have seen it. I would have been really pissed. You know, um, you know what? Reminds me of Henry every time I think of Peter O'Toole's name. <laughs> oh man. That was, Henry, I love that guy. That's funny. Count cocaine. Uh boy. Um yeah, I'll go for an action adventure as well, please. All right. Tell me, Adam. What Ang Lee film sees a young Chinese warrior steal a sword from a famed swordsman? Uh, 
you think I'd know this one. A uh, part of me wanted to say Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I feel like that's wrong. I'm going to say uh, House of Flying uh, Swords. I don't even know if that's a movie, but I'm going to say that. You want to re-solidify uh, that answer? <laughs> I strongly recommend <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the I'll go with the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon even though I know that's not true that's not even Ang Lee I don't think oh, Adam oh, unfortunately boy. that is correct it is Crouching Tiger Hidden oh. Dragon you got it so you said that first I'm like oh you're just walking away from it no that's it that's it um Nice. I feel like they. I, I thought. I thought it was the prequel to that movie. I really gotta look up that. Title. I think you're thinking like, of House I, of I Flying Daggers, which that's a different yeah, movie. That's Actually, shit, no, that's like. No, that's like a. It's totally a different. Lot older, yeah. Um, oh wow. Huh. Iron Monkey is that another? It's another one in. Anyways, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for the for the assist on that. It goes both ways, sir. I got. I. I, I had to return it back. I had to return it back. Well, you know, well, I, I appreciate it. Why don't, you, why, don't you, why don't you toss me a horror sci-fi? True or false, the last shot in Inception is a spinning tub. True. That is correct. Yeah, uh, yeah you know what? <laughs> uh, I'll take a, a horror sci-fi, please. All right. What is the last viable crop on Earth in Interstellar? Oh, dude, I didn't even see this movie. Um, part of me wants to say corn, but I know that's not right. Um, viable crop. Yeah, yeah, I'll just say corn because I have no clue. <laughs> two for two, man. You got it right. It's corn. <laughs> oh, man. Corn for wow. It's the only... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Corn is the only thing I can think of. <laughs> hey, it's perfect. <laughs> Hey, it worked out, I guess. My living existence was Woo. its own hint, so you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that That is true. That is true, sir. Well, well what can I hit you up with uh, for that third point? I'll take that drama musical. I, I want to do a whole tour of the whole card here. Thank you. Um, what movie features Colin Firth as the stuttering king of England? The King's Speech. You're correct. <laughs> yeah, Barty, give him that bell. There's no other way to go with that answer. The fucking title is in the, the question. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, Good times. throwaway. That was a throwaway there. Uh, movie hey, trivia. Hey, sometimes you get them. Sometimes you get That's them. That's true. Uh, I'll go with comedy animation, please. Oh. I'm not going to piggyback no more. No, no, this no. Where I lose. Okay. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack. All right. And don't come back. Don't Grabbing from the middle and eat some fresh comedy questions here. All right, sir. Yeah. What Can you tell me who plays nope. gun-toting Jewish convert Walter in The Big Lebowski? Well, I'm for you, sir. Oh, this is your question. Come on. Come on. You're just throwing that away here, man. Oh, you got to go with Johnny Goodman there. You're about to enter one of the a best. world of pain. Fucking <laughs> I, I, what a what a what a fantastic man! Oh man, he is it's, a fantastic man. Guy, he is, he is, he is, and he probably would have sung "Hit the Road, Jack." I bet you go and watch a Roseanne oh. episode or something. Yeah, You're he's harmonic headed. I bet a bluesy rendition. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can see I that. I think so. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Mm. What can I hit you mm. with? 
Well, uh, I guess I'll follow suit. It's the win. Might as well hit the. No, it's like a, that's three. No, no. Oh, yeah, you're right. All right, all right, cool. All right. Where does the Descendants take place? Fine film, Dennis. Have you ever seen it? No. I'm, or I'm like this, this, drawing a total blank. This movie, uh, I know it's not a hint, but uh, it earned uh, Jim Rash and Nat Faxon their uh, Oscar. Fine film. Dear God, yeah. <laughs> does not help. Does not help set. Uh, when 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 you when you go to think about uh, the dean from Community and uh, fucking, um, uh, I mean, what what where can Man, I pull all I can think of, I'm gonna I'm gonna go honestly. With ben and Kate is that oh. All like all I can think of is that fucking horror movie, The Descent. So I'm just gonna say the cave and throw it away. It's a, is it a cave? Okay. <laughs> and I want to go through here before I give you that answer and follow up with our talk about Johnny Goodman. Uh, Nat Faxon also is currently uh, on the Connors with John Goodman. He's dating oh. uh, the sister of uh, Roseanne. So that's a nice little tie yeah. over here, Dennis. Unfortunately, uh, it takes place in Hawaii. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why I said it all weird. Like, yeah, That's, I would have got that because I saw the film. But if you haven't seen the film, it's hard to guess. So that was a nice, yeah. nice stake there. We paired up with a horror movie. Swinging yeah. a miss. Swinging a miss. Well, well it, it happens to all of us. What you taking next, buddy? Well, I'm taking drama musicale. All right. Can you tell me, Adam? Who plays consigliere Tom Hagen in Godfather 1 and 2? Consigliere Tom Hagen. I feel like, did I ask you this question before? Or do we just, I don't know. Because I feel like I had a hard time saying that name. But guess what? I still don't know the answer. Al Pacino? I don't fucking know. Is he in that movie? Funny, I think we had a different Godfather question where that was the answer. But this is a different character. Oh, okay. This we are talking about Robert right. Duvall. This is Robert Duvall. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Duvall. Well, there we go. Are we at three to three? I guess three to three. All right. Man, um, Shaisa, comedy animation. Let's try it. All right, you got this one. I'm going to give it to you. What is Marilyn Monroe standing on when her skirt flies up in the seven-year itch? Of uh, vent. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Uh, you know, they're looking for a different uh, look here, but I'll give you the point. They, they're grate. going with the subway yeah, grate. Yeah, as I would say. So, yeah. Something, something yeah. where, like, the subway I mean, passes that's... by, and it's, it's, that's what the gust of air is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you want that gross subway uh, stench hot, coming up. stinky your... rat air yeah. mm. blowing up your drink. Yeah, that's. That's it. That's gonna get my erection going. <laughs> is that the uh, sewer, is that the sewer breeze or is it just me? Ooh, <laughs> good times. <laughs> um, oh. I'll go. I'll go with the Horace Fi, please. All right, bud. True or false? Samuel L. Jackson appears in Jurassic Park. Uh, that would be a treat. You are correct, sir. It is now yet again tied four to four. Tiebreaker. Tie All right, but you can take it. Let's see it. You can you can take two weeks in a row here, Dennis. Uh, you'll have a very good. Get it? Get it, get it. I wouldn't get any of these, but you probably get me get all these. shaky. See, yeah, there, there you go. See, now I'm all now I'm all worried. The pressure's on, man. No pressure. No pressure. 
Um, then you better give me drama musical. I feel like I've had good luck there. Sometimes you you uh, most likely have probably seen this with your mother a million times on VHS <laughs> as a child. So no problem, Dennis. You got the win here. I bet. What musical contains the song? I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. What a title. Oh. I'm going to wash that man right out of my hair. I need the title of that musical. Fuck. Um. Look at him playing coy like he doesn't know this. Well, it's like, is it obvious? Like, is it just? No, I can't. Hmm. Shit. I've never heard of the musical, so I don't know. Oh, that's a hint right there. Oh, fuck, man. I. Hello, Dolly. Unfortunately, it is South Pacific. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh OK, that makes, yeah, it makes sense, though. Damn it. All right. All right. I mean, that's just a long title for for a song. So it is. It is. Yeah. Um, I'll take a crack at an action adventure. Oh, oh. And Adam's about to take this. Oh, week. What DC Comics film <laughs> features Billy Baston, a teenage boy who can transform into an adult superhero? Shazam! There you go. And ding, ding. Adam just took week, week. Episode 126. There you go, Adam. The victory is yours. I, I, gotta t- I gotta tell you, Dennis, I'm very saddened uh, that I thought Shazam 2 was coming out this year. I don't think it's coming out until next year, and I really want to no. see this freaking movie. Yeah. I, I love the Shazam movie. That that may be one of my favorite uh, DC movies. DC, uh, yeah, films. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great one. It's a, but it's a great trip. It's, Except for Black Adam. It's pretty fun. That should be fun. That's a different flavor, good. but hey, yeah, I think so. We get some more Dwayne. Yeah, I mean, he, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he is kind of an enemy. Either there's one day, hopefully, going to be a showdown between the Black Adam and uh, a good old Shazam, but yeah. uh, who knows? Late time will tell. We'll have to see. We're going to get a few it's, of these uh, villainy, villainous films between that yeah, and Morbius. Yeah, you got to love these anti heroes. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. And shit, I guess we'll have to see what direction this they take. Is the uh, time. Moon Knight too, because although he's a although he's a hero, he didn't always play well with other heroes, from what I remember reading. Sure. So I'm excited. Yeah, again, excited to see all the the, the gritty antihero wave coming next. Yeah, that'd be nice. We've, we've had the years of heroes. Now let's see the the age of villains. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. I mean, that was like those are some of my uh, favorite seasons of Clone Wars when we got into the more Sithy side of things too. It's fun. It's fun playing in the, huh. in the dark side sometimes. Let's let's go, let's go watch it on screen. Sure. Let's go, let's go see that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, hey, the Suicide Squad paid off. I mean, we just had Hell Peacemaker. Yeah. He's not technically what's, a hero, I, I guess. Feel, what's funny is like I feel like he's swinging. He's a door swinging the other direction, where he was the antihero, almost bad. Pretty much, he was the villain. Yeah. And he's coming back the other way, re, redefining his code sure you know like he's like you know and then they we dress that head on he couldn't yeah. shoot the family in the head like yeah that's that's progress exactly it's it's a little bit of undoing the damage you that was already say you kill any men wo- women or children and uh you have a you have a family here and you can't kill the that's kids right. i'd say kudos to that man peacemaker is evolved the man <laughs> chris is grown up yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll wear something green in this in the next season oh maybe i don't think green so much is color but it, 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 oh. yeah yeah well we'll have, to, we'll have to see 
I guess. We got we got some snacks for them though. <laughs> They're a little dubious in nature, but <laughs> hey, it's all good. <laughs> uh, Charlton Heston boy, will oh be boy. bringing snacks. Yeah. Oh, Willie. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what's I, what's going on with Charlton up to these oh, days? Oh, not Dennis? too much. He he's he keeps screaming about something though. I kind of I'm ignoring that bullshit he's yelling about. I'm just going to eat this stuff because eh, everyone else is. Mm. <laughs> All right, folks, that was a very. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't figure out where I was going, uh, my first review for the evening is actually going to be Soylent Green. What is the secret of Soylent? New York City, in the year 2022. Nothing runs anymore. Nothing works. But the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police! What they need most is Soylent Green. The supply of Soylent Green has been exhausted. Return to your home. Detective Sergeant Thorne. He has a two-year backlog of unsolved murders. Now he's on a case that must be solved. Saul Roth, Thorne's private library. Hey, Saul. A living book in a world without books. Have some pencils, courtesy of your next assignment. William R. Simonson. Simonson. He was the first to learn the secret of Soil and Green. They told me to, uh, to say that they were sorry but that you had become unreliable. <laughs> Saul Roth was the next to know. How did we come to this? And he chose to die rather than reveal the secret of Soylent Green. What is the secret of Soylent Green? <clears throat> Why did you set up Simonson? I didn't. Cheryl. Let's see your hand. Officially, she's furniture. She comes with the apartment. She belongs to the tenant. How many times you been in trouble with the police, Cheryl? Never. Can't hear you. Never. Captain Hatcher. First, he wanted this case solved. Simonson. What do you say? It was an assassination. Now, he just wants it closed. Who bought you? High and hot, and they want this case closed permanently. Their way. Now, you sign this. You sign it! Thorne refuses to close the Simonson case. Just do what you have to do. Where did you go with Simonson? He took me to church. Church? Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been six months since my last confession. Carlton Heston, Edward G. Robinson, Chuck Connors, Lee Taylor Young, Brock Peters, Paula Kelly, and Joseph Cotton. Fight for survival and try to solve the most bizarre riddle ever to face mankind. The search for the secret of Soylent Green. You will find out why Soylent Green means life. You will find out why Soylent Green means death. We've got to stop them! 
What is the secret of Silent Green? Please! That's right. Uh, this is a film starring Charlton Heston, released back in, oh my God, what was that? 1973. Um, this is telling the story of, in the in the deep, dark, nightmarish, futuristic hellscape that is 2022 in New York City, Charlton Heston plays a police detective that in, um, and, and we live in a world where climate change has, has just has ravaged the world. We, um, everyone has this disgusting layer of sweat on them. The, the entire movie. I love that detail of, they just must've been hosing everybody off this whole time. And it tells you who's living outside and who's living in the, like the nice, well-kept breezy apartments. Anyways, I've just dove into a random detail. So he's this detective in a well overpopulated New York city of like 40 million people that live here now. Uh, it's a dystopian future of corporations actually have a heavy hand in government. Uh, there's curfews. You you can't go out in the streets at certain times of night unless you are literally a police officer or you have some type of like pass that has been granted to you by the government. Um, people are just straight up living in their cars, living in uh, living living on stairwells. That's the whole like kind of running gag. Every stairwell you the character comes across usually has people sleeping on it at some point or another, and. And in his own apartment building, as he's walking up the stairs, there's always just like families sleeping on the stairs that he has to like walk over in order to get to his apartment, um, which he shares with uh, another guy who also works for the police department. He's kind of like his uh, information specialist. Uh, what few books they have, like because books aren't even printed. They don't even they don't make paper anymore for writing on. So whatever paper you find is a luxury. Uh, books are a luxury. And that's all his buddy Saul does. Uh, Saul sits back. He's very familiar with as much history as he can, uh, finding all of these, uh, whatever information he can look up. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty much, that's his whole system. It's a very bleak, very gray world. And uh, we start off with this story of a, this millionaire. We don't really know why we're, we're getting close to him, but one night he's essentially assassinated. And it's not like, he doesn't try to get away. It's it's kind of weird. He kind of sits there, sees the guy coming, and he's like, oh, it's time, isn't it? It's like, yep, he said too much. The board is concerned, so now you got to do what you got to do. And he's like, yep, I get it. All right, go ahead. And guy kills him. So now Charlton Heston's been called to try to figure this out. He walks and gets to this guy's apartment. This is one of the funny, like, this illustrates what the world is like. Woman answers the door. He calls her the furniture. In this world, you can be a prostitute assigned to, like, a living space. And you would like come with the apartment like a piece of furniture and you can be traded out if they don't like you like a fucking piece of furniture. It's really sick. Um, and women have this option. You can choose this as like a career or lifestyle. And it's like regulated by the government. Um, you are considered an employee of whatever the living space is. Uh, he when he walks in, he just starts eating the food, take it because you don't see fresh produce, you don't have running water. All of these things are gone. Um, he's a gritty dude. He's just trying to get uh, get to the bottom of this. But as he's starting to pick away at this case, things start kicking back, and he's just like he's kicking up the attention of all sorts of people. Uh, the governor's name comes up at one point. It's it's the mystery's getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and it's it's it's, it's a awesome adventure i gotta be honest i had a great time watching this thing uh, uh chuck connors is also in this film i i love the uh western series the rifleman he was the main character on that 
and uh, he's a he's a good villain in this. So it was funny to kind of see him play the the other side. Um, but man, uh, Charlton Heston, he does a great job in this movie. This this gritty detective who's just he's never known what the world was was like as we know it. He's never like he's never had meat before, like beef. Uh, there's there's they he didn't know what an apple was or he didn't know what a tomato was. That's what it was. They called it a uh, um, a was it a love apple or a heart apple because they're red and they're shaped like a heart. They didn't call them tomatoes anymore. Is is I don't know. It's wild. I like seeing the world through this lens. So, anyways, what it what it ends up boiling down to those of you folks who've seen this before, uh, he he gets too close to the end. We find out what the what the murders were for. The, there's this food that's fed to all of these poor people that it's given away for free to people who have these ration cards and it's called Soylent. And each day of the week is a different color because they're made out of different compounds. One's made out of soybeans, one's made out of algae, uh, different things that are easy to try to uh, make more of. But the spoiler, if, do you mind? Do you, do you want to hear the, the big reveal at the end or have you heard this already? Well, I, I I have not, but I feel like if we're trying to sell the audience on watching it, maybe we should hold. Back. Okay. Well, if you all right, folks, if you don't know, it's this is a this is a great thrill ride. It is honestly, I like these dystopian thrillers. Uh, I think it's a very well painted picture. The production design is fucking fantastic. I would have loved to have been on this art crew. That's for sure. Um, and it's just well performed all the way through. I had a great. I was not expecting this uh, movie to still feel this relevant or contemporary and i think it still holds up very very well um i'm gonna give soylent green three and a half slices um if you haven't seen it you really really should it is an excellent excellent film uh yeah and it's and it's if you're not aware of the twist going into it it's gonna be a fucking good one when you get there hey that, that's legit man i mean uh, it's not easy to pull a twist off it, especially if you're not expecting it that's that's always fun Twist and turns oh, yes. around every yep. corner. Then that that sounds interesting. Where 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 did you say you saw this one? Oh shit! Uh, let's see. I actually oh I actually watched this over on HBO Max. It is currently available there. They actually have a good selection of. Right, uh, that... I mean, this, this is a little more recent, but like the Turner Classic movie kind of edge stuff. You're gonna probably hear a few more reviews of things like that uh, from me in the upcoming weeks. I just added a whole slew of of uh, flicks I've been wanting to get to, so. I'm excited for that stuff. Some oldies. Nice. Looking forward to that. But I, uh, I, you're you're gonna take us on a trip, not I for kinda... time though, right? Maybe. No, no, space? no time. No, nor space. I mean, it takes up space to take a trip, I guess, but not the space for which <laughs> we're talking about. Um, I I watched something that uh, I guess at this point is almost 20 oh years old. God. Not exactly, but close. I think 17, We're give old. or take. Um, uh, I know it's sad, Dennis. <laughs> I, I I don't know how I've never seen this film. A lot of people have told me you got to watch it. And uh, my uh, boss on a couple of jobs ago showed me a clip. And I'm like, holy fuck, that actually, I thought this movie is a pretentious, uh, you know, art house movie. But I'm going to check it out. I'm talking about The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. The Bellafonte. 
home to Team Sisu, scaled crew of deep sea divers, adventurers, documentary filmmakers. Action! Led by internationally renowned oceanographer Captain Steve Sisu, expert on every aspect of marine life. Swamp leeches, everybody! Check for swamp leeches! Nobody else got hit? I'm the only one? What's the deal? But there remains one form of life about which Captain Sisu knows very little. You're supposed to be my son, right? I want you on Team Sisu. The answer's yes. Well, it's got to be. I'll order you a red cap and a speedo. Oh! This will be Team Sisu's most ambitious adventure to date. I'm gonna go on an overnight drunk, and in 10 days, I'm gonna set out to find the shark that ate my friend and destroy it. What would be the scientific purpose of killing it? Revenge. You must swear, legally swear, that you won't kill that shark. Split into two groups. I'll take Ned, Ogata, and Wolodarski. Thanks. Thanks a lot for not picking me. We're being led on an illegal suicide mission. I'm gonna fight you, Steve. You never say, I'm gonna fight you, Steve. You just smile and act natural, and then you sucker punch it. Are you finding what you were looking for out here with me? I hope so. Quiet out there tonight. Can you hear the jack whales singing? It's beautiful. I wonder what they're saying. Well, that was the sludge tanker over there, but there you go. Uh, yeah, of course, I feel like anybody out there probably has seen this movie, but uh, maybe it's been a while. Maybe you're like me and you haven't seen it. Uh, it's about Bill Murray. He plays this uh, famed documentarian named Steve Zissou, and uh, he is premiering his latest documentary, and uh, it turns out at the end his best friend was killed in that documentary by a rare species of fish who uh, are kind of like sharks. And uh, then he, he tells the audience at the premiere that he's about to film the sequel to it, where he's going to hunt down that rare species and get revenge for his <laughs> best friend's murder. Okay. And uh, it just has a stellar cast. Uh, and as that's happening at the premiere, he also meets his uh, long lost son that he claims he never knew anything about, played by Owen Wilson. And uh, a very, very warm, welcoming man. He... Uh, he ends up talking to the kid, offering the kid to come stay at his island with him, and then eventually offers the kid his last name and offers to give him a new first name uh, and essentially gives him a job. And uh, it's it's a good bonding uh, exercise here. Wow. Uh, and then they, of course... <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't know why I'm on a, a kick of Owen Wilson movies, but uh, the man, I just he's he's great. Another guy likes to take us. Most of the times it's hard to miss with with uh, Owen Wilson, I think. Um, now, this this movie, of course, is a Wes Anderson film. So you have some out of out of the normal type of things like the sea creatures we see are all kind of like they look like paper paper mache creatures and whatnot but it's fun and quirky and interesting and i'm sad that i i know i've rented the movie when it came out on dvd and i'm like oh this is boring fuck this and i always blame it for like 
uh, hipster kids wearing fucking uh, <laughs> West Anderson t-shirts, the, like the hats, yeah. like him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see the same. Yeah. Well, well, that as well. Like I always thought, I hated Wes Anderson, but I really do like his later stuff for the okay. most part. And uh, the re- and and uh, maybe not his last film, which is currently also on HBO Max, the the French, the French uh, Dispatch. That's right. Dispatch. Go back a few episodes. Not not for that. me, but I will say. The Life Aquatic uh, really is for me, I think. Uh, I, I'm nice. happy. Maybe I'll go back and attempt to watch the Royal Tenenbaums. I, 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 I watched do, that yeah. once and said, that's boring. I or, did enjoy that one a lot. Or Rushmore. I, so so may, maybe I'll get to that soon. But uh, for now, uh, The Life Aquatic is over on Amazon Prime. If you get that account, of course, I feel like everyone, for the most part, does uh, check it out. If it's been a while or if you've never seen it, you should. I'm going to give it a three slices of toast it was a fun romp i think oh nice dude awesome well i'm glad you're glad you're able to find another corner of the the wes anderson woods that you you liked hanging out in and it's i you know that kind of bill murray i always like so that's nice nice man and it's it's weird i'm like he looks kind of young here i mean he is old looking but it was 17 years ago but it's like something about him with a beard and whatnot he he, it works for him i don't know well you know me and beards it's it's no secret here that i uh think successful people oh, yeah. grow beards it, it, Dennis. I, I know a, a, a sick beard stirs something up in you just kind of it's almost like a song almost like <laughs> <laughs> day bow bow <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> day bow <laughs> that is my attempt at uh, transitioning to my next review the secret of my success Michael J. Fox is Brantley Foster he came to New York to make it on his own. You're fired, kid. Sorry. Mom, I'm doing great. New York is just like Kansas. Intensified. Luckily, he didn't have to. I need a job, Uncle Howard. Around here, I'm Mr. Prescott. They started him at the bottom. Show the college, puke the ropes, and keep them out of my face. But he had a secret way <gasps> of starting at the top. This is Carlton Whitfield. Carlton Whitfield? Well, I didn't hire any Carlton Whitfield. There's something going on around here, Foster. He was trying to stay one jump ahead of everyone else. If you're under the second lap, you still got a comfortable lead. When his uncle's wife got the jump on him. Ah! What the hell happened? He fainted. That's when he met her. Tonight? Booked. Tomorrow night, booked. All right, but don't beg, okay? It's embarrassing. They were a merger made in heaven. That wasn't bad. That's when everything else went to hell. I never slept with the boss. No, you slept with the boss's wife. Will you marry? No, but I'd like to beat that. Oh, my God. The sexual revolution is over. Everybody out of bed. Michael J. Fox, the secret of my success. So this is a Michael J. Fox vehicle back from 1987. So we're still hot in the heels of some uh, Back to the Future action. In fact, I think he's smack dab in the middle of that trilogy. Uh, so I'd say some peak Michael J. Fox in happening here. Um, this is the story of a, a young man from Kansas who he's just, uh, he's graduated college. Um, he's talking to his parents about how, you know what? I don't want to come back here. I want to move to the big city. I want to move to New York. I'm going to make a name for myself. I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to become a rich millionaire and I'm going to buy you guys a house. And I loved his, his motivation isn't for himself. It's no, I'm just going to go kick ass. I'm going to give you all the things you guys, he tells his parents, I'm going to give you everything you deserve. I'm going to go make a name for myself. All this like hypes it all up. He's all 
he's all jacked up. Like, yeah, all right. Get there. What a oh, sweetheart. Yeah. It's great. It's a great heartwarming start to the story. He we, he gets to the city. Now, there is a funny, I got. I had to mention this. Um, he first gets to the, the big city. He gets his shitty little apartment. It's showing him walking around town, trying to get to the different like job interviews and stuff. And there's this shot of him walking up to the mailbox and he's just looking on every street corner and there's just beautiful women everywhere and it's all these close-up shots of they're all turning their head to look to look at him and he gets all he gets all hard to flutter and shit what's funny is though one of the women turning their heads is actually cindy crawford like right at the beginning of her career she was picked up as an extra she's not even like officially credited in the shit. movie but it's just so unmistakably her face i paused and was like wait a minute was that was that just Cindy Crawford that went by? I assumed she was going to be a character, but no, that was it. One quick cutaway of her turning her head, looking past the camera lens. And that's it. Um, and nowadays you'd have to pay big oh my money God, for yeah. that. Uh, so he's trying to get his feet wet in New York. He's having a real tough time. Can't get a job. Uh, and then he remembers uh, right before he left, his mother gave him the phone number of his aunt's ex-husband's Oh, no, I forget. It's like three, three fucking ways removed. Uh, and the, the connection has now passed away. So there's like, there's just this loose knowledge of, yes, we have relatives from there. Uh, so he calls, he, he calls this number. He goes to the, this big giant corporate office. It's this huge mega conglomerate that his uncle's like the president of the company or some shit. Uh, and he when, just wants to go ask for a drive, anything he got. He's not asking for, for a whole lot, just whatever you have to offer. He gets in the mailroom, and over the course of getting into the mailroom, he finds out there's this other executive who just got fired. And uh, after seeing all of these memos and things going through the mailroom, he's realizing, wait a minute, there's all these redundancies. There's all these, like, monies being spent in the wrong place. He's actually starting to kind of correct things from behind the scenes. And during one of these attempts at trying to address things to the company, he assumes a name to try to push something forward and now he's living like a split life of he's this executive upstairs he steals an office essentially he just moves in and he starts filling out all the like requisition forms and shit as as his other self to go and like give himself all of the shit he needs and he ends up becoming like getting onto the fucking board or some shit like it's it's great he he slowly starts chipping away and he uses his wit and uh his oh well i say that we also get his uncle's his uncle's wife. She's been she's been bored at home a little bit, and uh, she kind of finds Michael J. Fox a little attractive, and starts starts, oh, starts yeah. betting the new guy who she doesn't realize is her nephew. And it took him a minute to realize that was his aunt. Again, only by marriage, but yeah, this was a conversation uh, he, <laughs> at one point. Oh um, yeah. So while he's trying to not get caught by his uncle having uh, having an affair with his aunt, you know, um, there's the the girl in the office who he's actually interested in, and that is who his uncle's having an affair with. It's this weird, like incestuous. What? Yeah, they're all like everyone's cheating on each other, but we're all trying to like we all kind of know about it. It's it's really it's it's it gets a little messy, but. Uh, it's fun. I think it's funny. We do it in a much classier method than fucking weird science did. It doesn't feel nearly as rapey <laughs> as that movie did. Um, it's it's just kind of this like, oh boy, what, did, what how have I got into the situation kind of humor rather than it being so much more predatory. I At least that's how I kind of took it. Um, 
I, I honestly th- had a great time watching this. It was really funny. Michael J. Fox, he's just the the zingers are coming out all over the place. He's uh, his performance is fantastic too. Like I said, this is like peak Michael J. Fox. Uh, for those who those of you who are fans of the TV series Mad About You, uh, John Pankow is in the film as well. He plays his like mailroom buddy that kind of shows him the ropes. Um, um, a certain cheapskate that played a uh, uh, Uncle McAllister. Uh, Kevin McAllister's uncle, uh, Jerry Bammon, he also plays one of the kind of background background guys uh, in the working in the corporation, as well as uh, Fred Gwynn, another face in the corporation who is in uh, uh, My Cousin Vinny. He plays the judge. Uh, he's in Pet Cemetery. Uh, he actually plays Herman Munster himself, if you're familiar with the Munsters. Um, I was gonna say I thought thought Herman yeah, was yep. that guy, huh? Nice. Um, no, it's it's got a great cast. We're all over, uh, real like we're on location in New York, all over the place. It really feels like you're like living in the city when we're moving around it. It it honestly was a great time, and I was kind of bummed it took me this long to watch the movie. It was great. Uh, I'm gonna give Secret of My Success three slices. Solid, solid entry. Um, I checked this. Out. Oh, this is available over on Peacock if you have it. Uh, yeah, I I would highly recommend it. If I kind of feel silly, I took me this long to finally get to it. I, my only knowledge of the film previously was that scene in Sunny. <laughs> you know, just like a like a J. Fox, Secret of My Success. Well, I see. I didn't know that as you were like doing the the bump 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 and and like all that stuff, making up the name. I'm like, there is no Pepe Sylvia. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yep. That's, that's fantastic. That makes perfect yeah. If you want, sense so now. watching this movie, then go so back and watch that episode of Sunny. It's just all they did was lift each and every detail out and just kind of. <laughs> it's funny though. It's a good homage to the movie, and I totally get why. It's 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 fun. This is a good one. It's a good one. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of fun and funny, Dennis, I have a brand new Netflix original film that just came out last Friday called. Tyler Perry's A Medea Homecoming. (laughs) 
So yeah, I, I was never a Medea fan, but then I saw Medea Halloween, uh, Boo, a Medea Halloween, and I really enjoyed it uh, because it's like uh, there's there's funny and comedy. And uh, the weird thing is, the last Medea film was supposed to be the final Medea film. Yeah, that's what Tyler Perry said. But then Netflix came and threw money oh, at him. Yeah. He's like, All right, you got let's money. Do it. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah! And so this one is about Medea's great great grandson coming uh to the the coming back to her house uh celebrating his college graduation with his family and he has a big announcement to make to his family that he's uh coming out of the closet and uh he's afraid that they're gonna not really love or respect him anymore but he has his uh roommate uh there with him who's uh trying to champion him and say it's all gonna be good and he's like well when are you gonna tell your family about your your secret and he's like oh let's not talk about it just yet and uh, so the only one who kind of can tell what's going on is uh, this uh, Medea's brother, who's one of the funniest characters in these films. And uh, he's just making jokes left and right. He's like, oh, your roommates. Uh, yeah, yeah. OK, I know what that means. And OK, and it's just and, and then eventually he comes out to his family and they all already knew and they're cool and happy about it. And at the same time, uh, his roommate. Uh, his uh, family comes to visit from Ireland and they show up at Medea's house as well. And so it's kind of like a culture oh, clash okay. uh, here. You got this Irish woman and dealing with the uh, Medea and her gang. And it's just uh, a fun romp. And uh, there's twists and turns left and right in this movie, uh, which which is fun. Uh, you think you know where it's going and bam, it's going in another direction. But it's always based with some comedy. So that's kind of nice. Uh I'm going to give Tyler Perry's a Medea Homecoming on Netflix. Uh, I'm going to oh, give it damn. three slices. Okay, shit. Yeah. That's cool, though. So, like I said, even if you've never seen a Medea movie, you can jump into That's this. Good. Like, I, I turned it on. My mom was like, a Medea movie? What? And then I, I caught her laughing. So I'm like, nice, all right, nice. yeah, cool. There you go. Hopefully I uh, changed another person's uh hey, You made me consider I don't checking know. it out sometime. So, I, all right. The three's a solid. That's a solid slice yeah. there. That's a solid slice. It, it was. It was. It was very fun. I mean, it's. It's not as fun as a dynamic duo, but I mean, Ringo by hey, the end of the film, right? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that but, could uh, be true. That's very we, true. We unfortunately do not get that in this case. This is. <laughs> this is going to be my review of Batman and Robin. This is the way the world could end. Please, show some mercy. With ice. With a kiss. With venom. I probably should have mentioned this. I'm poison. Poison ivy. And the only man who can stop them. I freeze. I'm Batman. Can't do it alone. Batman will watch his beloved Gotham perish. Bundle up, boys. There's a storm coming. Kill the heroes! It's the hockey team from hell! Cool party! Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, everyone, chill. 
George Clooney. Julie, I'm not the marrying kind. I know you've had your wild nights. Good night. Wild doesn't doesn't quite cover it. Chris O'Donnell. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Uma Thurman. So many people to kill. So little time. Alicia Silverstone. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about that person? Found the Batcave. She knows who we are. Guess we just have to kill her. Yep. In a Joel Schumacher film. Strength. And courage. Partners. Honor. Partners. And loyalty. Partners. It all comes together. We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. So I'm talking to the 1997 Joel Schumacher flick starring Mr. Clooney and Mr. Schwarzenegger. Uh, also featuring Chris O'Donnell, Uma Thurman, Alicia Silverstone, and the fantastic Michael Goh. Um, this, it's uh, continuing the kind of the Tim Burton-esque universe. In my opinion, I think that's honestly all they were ever trying to do. It's just maintain that line he started with the really just high concept visuals, the really over-the-top props, set dressing, uh, wardrobe, all of that stuff. But it seems to keep skewing more and more modern as they go down the line. And um, this one is the is it immediately follows the last film. We even get several references uh, scattered throughout of the previous films, even though they don't make sense and they don't they're they're break continuity essentially. Um, we, we are met right off the bat with a brand new villain that's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze. Um, blah 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 he's coming to steal some diamonds we get a really cheesy fucking hockey fight fight scene with batman and robin i'm like what's funny is that this this film and we've talked about this several times in the past i mean this film had so much mark had such a huge marketing campaign i remember as a kid i loved this movie we had we talked about those mcdonald's glasses the fuck it there was toys there was video sure. games i just remember seeing the posters splashed everywhere there was t-shirts there's like pajamas and shit I just, it was all over the place. Thought it was the most badass thing. And then to this day, I will say, the costumes still look fucking awesome. The sets look awesome. Every The visuals in all of these films, I think, are wonderful. They vary and they change. I think they're, they're totally different flavor by the end, but still really cool looking. But dear God, does the writing just keep getting worse. I... Just had to like, I had to like pick my jaw up off my living room floor just a few minutes into this movie. I was already just like, you've got to be fucking kidding. These, this is the lines of dialogue. Poor Arnold Schwarzenegger over there can't get a, a single straight line of dialogue the whole movie. Everything is just a fucking one liner. Everything the man says is just a, a really snotty one liner. Uh, Uma Thurman, super over the top, too. I, I'm I'm a fan of hers, and I I feel like I really again I love this movie as a kid, and I I want to say I do kind of like this version of Poison Ivy that we get. She just also then feels really helpless at the same time. Like she can do a couple cool things, but so many of the fights and so many of the cheesy things are hooked on like those two bits. The the 
the pheromone, uh, the pheromones dust, and then her poison kiss. That's all she's got. And that's like the only two beats that we hit, even though she does a lot more than that, as we find in the comics and uh, video games and other shit. We, she gets one monster plant that sucks. It doesn't do anything. She falls into it herself by the end of it. Oh, um, this Mr. Freeze sucks. Like, I mean, I like short. This, again, this costume was awesome. Uh, I don't know. I, feel, I know I'm kind of talking in circles here. The whole movie looked cool. It sounded terrible, as in the dialogue was all awful. I, I, the performances were very flat and stale. Uh, I distinctly remember I had to, I rewound it three times because I was just laughing so hysterically. You know, like when you're watching like uh, Ocean's Eleven or some of the more dramatic uh, George Clooney films, when he does that, he's like, he kind of does the head tilt forward and he's looking, he's kind of looking up a little bit with the, with the eyebrow, that kind of, just that, that look that George Clooney has. Where he, and he's got that little bit of a head oh, yeah. bob while he's, he's getting that last word in. When he's wearing the Batman cowl doing that, doesn't fucking work. He looks like a spasming dork. Like, it is so, it was so funny. He had this one line, I forget what the line was, so he was supposed to sound all badass, and he's talking to uh, Batgirl and Robin, and he, but then he does the, the George Clooney head bob, and he tries to flip his cape around his shoulder, and it was just, I just was laughing hysterically. I, it did not age well Yikes. at all for me, and... I felt bad. Val was just like, "Oh my god, this is my." It still, she still says this is her favorite one. And it's, I, I get it. I, for me, I think it's nostalgia is what I is what I was clinging to when I wanted to enjoy it. But now all I can see yeah. is just what's left. It was very poor writing, poor dialogue. The the, the, the plot holes are running rampant. It's <laughs> it's just it was not a good movie. I got to give Batman and Robin one and a half slices. Uh, I watched this one over on uh, HBO Max as well. Oh, it's on Hulu. Excuse me. This is available on Hulu right now. Uh, yeah. Huh. It could possibly be on both of them. I know they share okay. movies sometimes okay. lately. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's that's kind of spooky, Dennis. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to close us out here with a, a new film release uh, this week uh, called Studio 666. Fighters, you gotta get me a record. It's our 10th album. We gotta break the mold on this one. Let's out. Let's go somewhere we've never been. This place is amazing. Do you guys get this overwhelming sense of death? Doesn't really seem like the right fit. Whoa, that's rad. That was weird. The sound of this house is the sound of album 10. All right, all right, you guys, amps, living room. Let me apologize in advance for all the rock we're about to make. Got a couple of ideas I've been working on. I'll lay them on you. Dude, wait, 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 wait. It's called Everlong, and you wrote it about 20 years ago. How are you feeling? Everything okay? Ever since we moved into this house, my mind is flooded. We all have writer's block. This is not just a creepy rock and roll house. It allows spiritual entities to cross into our world. Oh my God! Dude has got one flew over the cuckoo's nest crazy. Oh, no. What's this place, man? 
Let's finish the track. Can we just wait, dude? the drums. Found a new musical note? Hell yes, I did. It's an L. Any chefs in the grill? I'm pretty handy on the grill. Yeah, you like your meat charred and dry. Ah! He does make a killer barbecue. <sighs> what do we do? We go save his ass. Is the album almost done? Yeah, it's killer. Here you go, man. Finish the song. You did. That's right, Dennis. Ooh. The number of the devil himself. Um, this this one is uh, something that music lovers, especially those of the Ooh, Foo yeah. Fighter uh, band, might like. Um, this is about the Foo Fighters renting a mansion in Encino to record their 10th studio album. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, it's a haunted house, and uh, there was a murder there before. And uh, let's just say Dave Grohl may be possessed <laughs> and won't let his band members... Li- like So they go there, and uh, they're like, all right, cool, this has some good acoustics and whatnot. And Dave Grohl's like, hey, what if we uh, all kind of stay here for the next three months and uh we just record or not three months sorry three weeks and we record and they're all like we got families but yeah let's do it anyways so they're there and dave grohl has uh writer's block and then uh, once he gets possessed he starts <laughs> writing a good song and that just becomes he can't find the perfect ending and they they end up getting to like 45 minutes of a song <laughs> without an ending and they're all like what the hell's going on and then slowly people started getting oh, murdered no. by this ominous figure from the house. And uh, it's 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 like a campy B-movie. And honestly, it's a That's fun awesome. time. Uh, and there's some cool cameos. There's uh, Whitney Cummings, Will Forte, uh, Jeff Garland, a bunch of random other people here and there. And uh, I never uh, really have, have seen the Foo Fighters. I've heard their music, but I, I know Dave Grohl pretty much only. These guys look like they could just be like people's dads. <laughs> and then... It's 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 interesting because they all like overact or I guess you could say it's an underact. And uh, Dave Grohl kind of is channeling like early Jack Black oh, acting. I want to say funny. it's kind of weird. Sense, but it's, it's it's nice. Like um, I could see it. And I was like, oh, maybe the D will pop. Oh, up. Darn. No, no, no luck on that. Probably um, Jack's a little too busy. It's yeah. it's weird like this. I guess so. Um, but it's like this movie is something that I feel like I would have gone to like uh maybe like the Limley theaters to see. Like uh I feel like it should have been like if it was anybody else, if it was like actors or indie uh actors, this would have been a limited release. But since it's the Foo Fighters, I feel like oh, it has a wider sure. release. And uh but something about it was just very entertaining. <laughs> like like it it wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination, nice. but it worked for what it was. And it's weird because the the writer of it has written like horror movies and the director of it has like directed like good action movies. But uh, I don't know. It's just interesting and like it's fun. I feel like more bands should do stuff like this and uh 
I'm going to give Studio 666 uh, two okay. and a half slices okay. of toast. Uh, I saw it at an AMC theater, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's playing at most regular theaters. Nice. I've been curious about this one. I've been seeing the friggin' posters for it in my neighborhood a lot lately, and I know I I, I can't live that far mm. from Dave Grohl because I've seen him at the grocery store before. So I was like, and what's funny, you're starting to explain the story. I know um, that was some of the story, I believe, for Echo Silence, Patience and Grace. When they recorded that album, they like hold up in his house for like, like three weeks, I think, where they all the band, they like lived there or they all just <laughs> hunkered down and didn't wouldn't leave just to try to knocking out uh, the recording. Yeah, so that's 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 probably like that's what, what what they're basing it off of, because I mean, it was story story by Dave Grohl. And uh, yeah, no, it's just and they went out of the way multiple times to be like, yeah, this house in Encino. It's like we that's where, that's, in Encino. Yes, that's I cool. think that's where his mansion, the like the mansion that they record in. That's where they live or that's where he lives, I think. Like they very they very well might have shot it at us. Awesome. Like it looked like they could have <laughs> easily have done that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. And it's like they're just having fun. And that's what really sells the movie. Them enjoying themselves nice. and like just having fun. And it's like. Fuck yeah! Why not? Awesome, shit! I can get more often. Check this one out. I, yeah, <laughs> nice. Definitely nice. worth it, for sure. Yeah, and uh, folks, I, as I said before, that was our last review. But uh, you might be saying, "Hey, man, wasn't there a release of like some uh, fucking movie insert and like uh, that dude from Game of Thrones, the Sierno movie?" And uh, yeah, it's out, but we've we've already reviewed yeah, it. Dennis reviewed it uh, on the, our January sixth episode uh, called "The yes. Slice Is Right." Uh, so if you want to hear about this musical, you should definitely check it out because he had a screener for it. And uh, for, yeah, you want to give a brief uh, run through if people don't want to go, but like, yeah, it's I highly, a little bit highly forward. recommend you go back check, go back and check out the whole review. But just to give a quick rundown, it tells the story of a, uh, a well known. He's like a soldier, kind of. I mean, just a well-connected societal man. Everyone knows he gets shit done. Um, there's this, uh, his best friend, who's also the secret love of his life, has uh, seen this other man that she's fallen for. But this guy, is, he's kind of hes kind of a dork. He doesn't know how to like form a thought. And he, he might be pretty, but he doesn't know how to tell this woman how much he's attracted to her, too. Well, Cyrano, all torn up, at least he wants the love of his life to feel loved back. So he's going to tell this other dude what to say. And he's going to give him his amazing words and help uh, help them get together. And that's kind of the story. A broken, broken hearted man trying to nice. get the other two, the other two together. while a larger, uh, a larger thing is happening in the background. Big stuff. So that that's that's kind of fun. So so yeah, we're not going to tell you whether you should see it or nope. not. What our, what our rating is for well, Dennis's rating is because we want you to go actually listen to his actual long form review over yes. on the slices right uh, there's a lot a to be said about that ago. flick yeah definitely highly recommend that episode yeah then, <laughs> please go check it out yeah and so if you're peter dinklage fans or fans of shakespeare i think it was or if you're fans of uh, musicals uh go listen absolutely. to that episode please. absolutely uh hamilton fans i highly recommend checking that one out for sure nice we'll eat them if, if there's anything else the folks wish to tell us, where, where can they go to inform? I guess they could go to Twitter 
Instagram, Reddit, Discord, all at movie underscore toast. Or uh, if you want to go over to Facebook or you watch some videos of ours over on YouTube, that's at movie toast news and reviews. Please do. Please do. A lot of good stuff to check out there. And you'll be Mm -hmm. aware of things coming down the pipeline as we make those announcements, including the movie toast, the festival happening in December again this year. Yes. That is uh, over on filmfreeway.com. Hell yeah. Slash movie toast the festival. If you or a friend has got a short film, you're itching to get in front of some eyeballs, please go submit. It is not a high cost uh, film festival. We keep it low to try to keep it available to as many people as possible. And uh, it is an online only festival. So don't worry about trying to get to the place. You can, all you're mm-hmm. going to have to do is uh, check out that link when we drop it on the day and. You'll uh, you'll be able to enjoy it with you, your friends, your loved ones. I don't care. You can hate them. Just watch it together. Yeah, and if, right. <laughs> and if you uh, don't want to take our word for how fun the festival is, there are unsolicited reviews from folks who had their films in the festival over on filmfreeway.com backslash movie toast the festival. See what they had to say about it. Absolutely. If you don't trust Absolutely. us enough. And uh for, the, for all those folks who left those reviews, we truly appreciate it. And uh, for all of you listeners out Thank there now, I, I wish that uh, you, all of you guys, please stay toasty. Wow. An hour and three minutes. <laughs>